Well, welcome to On Point. We are back uh, with the show, and I'm here at the Toronto International Film Festival. This is kind of like, you know, live. This is like live radio. I'm with real people. This is the first time I've done this. I'm coming up on, I don't know, six, seven hundred interviews I've done in my career as a, as a, a show host and as a podcaster, and it's amazing uh, to be here with uh, a few uh, brilliant guests here for their new film, How to Blow Up a Pipeline. And I am going to do my best to get everybody uh, introduced here in the room. We have uh, Daniel Goldhaber here with us. Uh, Daniel, you want to say hi to our listening? Hello, everybody. Uh, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> and Dan Gardner, who's the uh, ed- editor, uh, Garber, sorry, uh, Garber, the editor of the film. Hi. Thanks for having us. Yeah, that's great to see you and great to be here. And Jordan Choll, the writer and resident academic on the film. That's right. Thanks for having us. And then uh, an incredibly talented woman here with us, uh, writer, producer, uh, director. Um, I did not direct this movie. <laughs> um, but you've, you've, got it, you've got it all going on, basically. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that, I was saying that off the record. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, um. yeah. So, so introduce yourself and, and, and tell us a little bit about this story, how to blow up a pipeline. Yeah, uh, my name is Ariel Barrera, as you said. Very happy to be here. And um, this movie, How to Blow Up a Pipeline, is a film about eight young environmental activists who get together to perform an act of environmental activist sabotage. Didn't want to. Yeah, great. (laughs) <laughs> so we so so we start out we start out the interview with sabotage and and yes. yet you're still smiling so that's a, that that's a good thing by the way congratulations on the film <laughs> welcome to TIFF and uh, yeah it's uh, how how was well let's let's get some of the a few things out of the way how was the first uh, the first showing Q and A how did it go Daniel uh, yeah it was I mean I think kind of a, a, an overwhelming response um, I think you know. We, we made this movie in, in 19 months from start to finish. Which I mean, is crazy. We came up with the idea last February, and um, so it's it's been kind of a marathon sprint, um, you know, and and I think it, it, it's extremely rewarding to have an idea, make a movie, finish it, and premiere it five days later. Um, and I think that, that uh, uh, to kind of have something that is so fresh and so raw still and, and then to see it be so, I think, kind of overwhelmingly embraced by people um, is, is, is just kind of a, an emotionally and spiritually and physically overwhelming experience. I, I, uh, be, I bet it is. Yeah. Jordan, um, was, there, was there a standing ovation on, on opening night? It sure sounded to me like an awful lot of applause. There was indeed a standing ovation on opening night, which is... Uh, extremely gratifying yeah and your first time at tiff i understand this is my first time at tiff well, this well, is in fact my first time at a major film festival oh and and, and first time in toronto uh second i've been here for an academic uh, conference oh for an academic conference and what what kind of an academic are we talking about here um i i'm in my last year of my phd in duke's department in literature and i study the history of infrastructure the history of infrastructure. Well, I'd love to hear how you got pulled into this project and why it's and, and why why was it and why is it and why probably will it continue to be so important to you? Yeah, I I have been working with Danny for a long time and back in. Can I call him Danny too? Yeah, by the way, yeah. yeah, is that okay? Uh, back in the back in the dark days of COVID, Danny and Ariel and I were in a you know COVID pod hanging out and feeling I would say not the best about the state of the world right um we then and I were working on another movie that is also uh, tangentially about climate change and sort of living during collapse and crisis and um 
I read Andreas's book and we were talking about the ideas. I handed it to Danny. Danny handed it to Ariella. And, and just for just for the listeners, the book is the book is How to Blow Up a Pipeline by Andreas Moll, which is a nonfiction academic book uh, that we turned into a narrative heist movie. And, and Jordan, pretty controversial, really. There has been some controversy. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Um, uh, indeed. Um, Dan, Dan, as editor, did you ever, as you were putting this story together, um, did you ever step back and think, okay, this just isn't happening? There's no way. I mean, 19 month project, that's pretty crazy to fund it, to finish it, to film it. And I've heard some stories already about, uh, you know, how, how you built the pipeline, how Dan, Daniel wanted. 500 feet and you only got 150 feet and so on. Anyway, talk, can you talk a little bit about that sort of the that that process before we step into more maybe of the meat of the film? Well, the I story. was perhaps the most optimistic out of everyone here oh, actually because hilarious. while things were going wrong on set, sure. the conditions were very difficult while they were shooting, but I was uh, living in a climate controlled apartment in New York. It was quite luxurious and I would just get rushes every day and get to see what they had been filming and while they would sometimes be panicking on set and wondering, oh, do we actually have a movie here? I would have to be the voice saying, yeah, yeah, what you're sending me is great, and I'm very excited to cut this movie. So you were still getting the question, do we actually have a movie here? Yes, definitely. I mean, when you're really in the thick of it, I mean, perhaps one of you is better to speak to this than me, but um, when you're really in the thick of it, it's, it's very easy to think only of the things that could go wrong, and I have the luxury of not thinking about those things. Yeah, I can, I can imagine. Did, um, did, you, did it take a while for you to, to buy in? Or were you in from the get-go? Did you see a two-page pricey from our academic friend over here and went, yeah, this is brilliant, I'm in? Or was it a little more I was pretty immediately in. I think the script hadn't been written yet, but they all told me about the book. Sure. I immediately went out and bought it. I read it over the course of like a day and without even knowing how it was going to be adapted from this academic work into a heist movie, right. I, I was completely sold. The, the book makes a little cameo, I think, too, doesn't it? Isn't Sean actually reading from it in yeah. the bookstore? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Multiple cameos. Multi multiple cameos. There's some Easter eggs. It, there are some Easter yeah. eggs. Yeah. Nice, nice. What, what, so your parents, yeah. climate scientists, yeah. they were in the audience. You thanked them. It's, it was an affirmation uh, and a challenge, I suppose, to the audience there as well, or at least what I heard in the Q&A. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that with respect to um, this story and how people might step into this? You know, you talk about uh, acts, activism, and I think somebody asked the question about acting versus activism, and I'd love to hear uh, from you on that, Ariel. But, but yeah, just again, the the practical realities, maybe maybe even uh, the ethics of it all. You know, how do you push back against the status quo? And you guys clearly are doing that, and so was the book. And people are all over the world. It's a big question before lunchtime. I no, 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 no. It's I, I think. I'll, I'll try to address all of that. I yeah, think, thank you. You know, I, I think just to start, you know, my parents um, are, are software engineers. They work on the climate model, um, you know, uh, which is, you know, kind of a massive uh, international worldwide collaborative effort. Yeah, absolutely. And and my mom has been doing that for my entire life. And I think that, you know, as a result, I just was raised with a grand sense of impending doom. Um, <laughs> and, and you got a comedy routine going. On yeah, there, and yeah. and 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 I mean, I think uh, uh, at the end of the day, that just means that I think that the 
climate change, climate disruption is just something that has been with me my whole life and is something that I've been terrified of my whole life. And I think as somebody who's also always wanted to work in film and tell stories, I think it's always been something I've wanted to tell stories about and wanting to tell stories that feel meaningful and that feel like they can perhaps contribute to a cultural shift in perception around how we think about um, you know, our climate and how we think about our energy, our infrastructure, and the ways that we live and the ways that our systems allow us to, you know, allow us to live. Um, and so I think that, you know, when it comes to what is or is not radical about the film, I think, you know, um, the movie is not activism in itself. Right. The movie is a work of art. Um, the movie is something that wants to, you know, generate conversation and I think that you know we are very resistant to the idea that I think has been very popularized in the last 10-15 years around kind of impact campaigns around films where oh here's a movie and if you go to a website and you sign a petition uh, you did it and the movie right, was you're a success. D- you're, you're done. Your yeah. Res- your responsibility you know. ends there. Yeah. And, 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 and also that, you know, this idea that, 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 um, uh, that, that the movie is then kind of some sort of like lost leader for an advertising campaign is, is kind of a bizarre idea. I think that what we really want to do with this project is, I think, hopefully contribute to building more active in-person community to like come around and figure out what 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 we can do and also recognize that there are activists and organizations and people out in the world right now doing the work already um and i think that you know i hope that as this movie continues its lifespan we can find ways to collaborate with those people and support those people and bring you know um meaningful support uh and and meaningful um attention and I also hope that it helps. I hope that the movie can be something that people who don't, who who feel powerless and feel like they can't do anything, at the very least, see a group of eight people coming together to do something. Yeah, I, I think yeah. didn't 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 somebody in the Q and A refer to it as the collective? I just I love that 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 the, you know, one of the underlying messages for me, if you you sort of look back on the film, is that there's a pretty disparate group of people. I love Dwayne's character, by the way, that you pulled him in, and that he's actually a part of this as well. So, yeah, well done, nicely done. But, but yeah, that that you can push back. That there are ways of doing this. So, so uh, bravo and thank you. And Ariella, just just before we head to head to break, and and we're going to come back, and I hope get a little bit uh, deeper into the film. But did you ever think, as you started, you know, just in this craft, uh, this acting, did you think you were going to be dropping the pebble in the pond and, and kind of hoping and watching that that ripple grow uh was that something that you always saw the change you know of of wanting to turn the world upside down because clearly this is one of those kind of films it seems to me yeah what a beautiful way to phrase that question um absolutely i've i've always been very politically engaged i personally i don't think art necessarily has to be something made to change the world but i also am constantly deeply reflective of the state of the world and am kind of only interested in telling those stories and processing my feelings around that through art and this movie was kind of the perfect opportunity to examine my own worldview and also put things out into the world that I was proud of and wanted to stand behind. 
So, so Ariella, um, can you can you unpack that a little bit more? Is it for you? Is it about uh, kind of macro change? Would you say like it's got to be about blowing up the pipeline, or is it about sort of the micro change? And I'd love to hear what the academic has mm -hmm. to say about this as well. How do you change the world? I mean, um, I think I actually. While I am interested in stories that are about these larger activist political themes, I also very much agree with and believe what Daniel just said about how a film is not activism and it can have social impact beyond what I can like maybe even understand or unpack or articulate right now. Uh, but I would hate to chalk that up to real activism in itself like i would not put activist in my instagram bio well, at Ariel, the moment <laughs> Aria, d ariella doesn't it come up in the film too there's that great party scene <laughs> where you're all having kind of that jordan that academic debate about whether or not are we really going to compare this to the civil rights movement yeah. uh, so is that kind of where you're going with that sort of i mean that's kind of a separate point in itself where a lot of uh, i mean partially because that is one of the most successful social justice movements in history that is often uh, just a lot of comparison is drawn to it, but it's not entirely appropriate all the time. Um, and it is a bit of an appropriation of something that is very much its own thing and its own success and its own conversation. Um, so that was what we were kind of touching on with that moment in the script. But yeah, I do think also generally, um, I've been a part of a lot of media that the conversation it shapes around itself is that the media itself is the activism and I've sort of engaged in that way because I was a part of this and that's something I've been interrogating in my own work and what I want to do moving forward and this movie is something I'm very proud of because it is a reflection of all those things and those and that the sort of internal work that I've been doing and the ways I've been educating myself and also this movie has been uh, an education process for me as well as putting something out into the world that I want people uh, to learn about. I yeah. bet. I, I would love to have heard what the Zoom call was like after you'd all read the book. I read the press the, uh, the, the press kit and it talked about you all finishing the book and I'm not sure if that was one person who was talking about that or about everybody but I'm sure it was pretty rich and it's, was, uh, it's been an ongoing conversation. We shared one copy of the book and kind of read it together, the three of us. We'd like <laughs> read it page by page. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right, COVID bubble. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yes, yeah, Jordan. Jordan, so is empathy, you know, Roger Ebert said uh, uh, movies are empathy-making machines. Is that, the r is that the root of change? Is that where we're... So, so it's not activism, but it's art, it's story, it's empathetic. Yeah, I think... We, we thought a lot during this process about the difference between a work of academic theory and propaganda and art. And I, I want to really agree with Ariella that I don't think we, we're, we don't want to position it as if we're doing anything by doing this movie, but telling a story. So many of the stories of progressive revolution these days seem to end with tragedy uh, and seem to reinforce a message that uh, revolution is doomed to failure and that the system is too big and that people can't take it on in any meaningful way and I think if you tell that story over and over it becomes more and more true and one of the things we wanted to do with this is just tell a story of people coming together to fight the system and without glossing over the consequences and the costs to say they did it and to let people empathize with that. Um, yeah it's it's great I, I, I love that it's uh, yeah Daniel. I, I think something that that we, we actually were just talking about yesterday that is 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 maybe a valuable another kind of uh, uh, 
metaphor for kind of I think what we see and hope that we're doing is is that you know um, I think as a, as an industrialized world we have an addiction to fossil fuel and an addiction to environmental degradation and an addiction to to a, an unsustainable way of living and I think that you know um, generally speaking uh, what happens in addiction is somebody hits rock bottom and then they transition into recovery. Uh, but I think that rock bottom for a globalized world is a kind of horrible, horrible thing to conceptualize. And sometimes if you see somebody heading towards rock bottom who has an addiction, you stage an intervention and you try to stop them and get them to move into recovery before that kind of rock bottom hits. And I think that, that I'm not even saying that this movie is an intervention, but I think that this movie is proposing that that is maybe a possible a possibility some some significant things yeah. absolutely have to change um dan i've heard a lot i think from from the q a but also for come a couple of things i've read about this being a heist film can can you talk about that and 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 were you uh, cognizant of the fact that this had to be entertaining as well is that a fair question yeah i mean i think all of us has kind of have kind of loved heist films for our entire lives i've been in love with the genre and uh, I've just always wanted to work on <laughs> on a heist film which was one of the major selling points of working on this um, but I think that one thing that we we all like to think about is what is what is uniquely possible in cinema that would not be possible in an academic text how do you get people to engage with the story of it and the heist film provides such a great vehicle for us to deliver some of these ideas and to dramatize many of the thoughts that are in the book um, in a form that can really draw people in, where it can be, succeed as a as an act of you know pure entertainment, um, while also sort of in a Trojan horse like way, getting a lot of these bigger ideas into into the entertainment. Yeah, lo- love love that phrase. If I understand you right, the Trojan horse like way, sort of uh, uh, is it is it subliminal? Is it does it slide in sort of under the doorway and then kind of over time grow? Is that is that where you're going with that? <laughs> I guess so. I mean, <laughs> maybe not grow, it is a little but bit. It is pretty upfront, I guess, for a Trojan horse. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> it right. Says, well, they're they're a little they're bit pushy. A little bit pushy. Uh, yeah, yeah. There there are some uh, there are some dangerous things inside of this horse. But why don't you open it up and find out? <laughs> Um, Daniel, you you talked. I, I've heard you say it takes a village uh, to to make and to author a film. I'd love to hear about that sense of community because it seems to me that if we're going to change the world in any way, shape, or form, and you're speaking my language from the work I've been doing for years, it's got to be through relationship. Mm-hmm. And this is part of the reason why I wanted to celebrate you guys because, like I said, this is my first real face to face, you know, blood in the room interview in several years. So yeah, this idea of community and relationships turning the world upside down. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they're they're two separate things. I think that in the sense that when it comes to you know, I'll first address just like making a movie. I think um, you know, it just takes. You, you look at the credits; it takes hundreds of people. Uh, and I think that there, there's kind of a false notion. If you if you look back to like the history of auteurism and 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 kind of that being the way that movies are sold, it it, it, it so many of those images and those narratives were kind of fraudulent from the get go and have just become like deeply entrenched in our culture and are also like tied to like very toxic 
structures of you know uh, other cultural toxic structures that we that we live with and so i think that it's very important that you know i did direct the movie i directed the action i blocked the actors i i you know uh was was you know but 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 i did not necessarily author the film alone and and i certainly did not make the movie alone um i i performed one craft job on the film that was directing and i also performed the craft job of writing but you know dan performing the craft job of editing you know also kind of had such a massive impact on determining what the movie was and so on and so forth with Ariella and Jordan. Um, and, and, and that also does not diminish the kind of monumental contributions of the rest of the crew of Tequila de Castro, who created the images of the, this movie that are so crazy cast. Yeah. Too. And the cast and, you know, uh, uh, and, 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 and the cast who I think didn't just deliver incredible performances, but really brought themselves to this movie that really, you know, every member of the cast kind of individually rewrote and crafted their characters, um, you know, in extraordinary ways. And I think that there is a kind of feeling of authenticity that runs throughout the film uh, that I think uh, is, is also only because the cast was able to have so much, you know, agency and took so much initiative. Um, But I also think that when it comes to, community being something that that changes the world i think that that is that is also i think for us maybe the most important theme of the movie and also the most hopefully aspirational theme of the film i think that there is a very pervasive uh i think cultural thread in 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 kind of progressive spaces that that i think you see a lot of movements kind of tearing themselves apart from the inside and i think that you can't get anything done if that's what if if if, if that's kind of where your attention is going and that doesn't mean that you don't address internal problems but there i think you know we i we wanted to tell a story that i think was was aspirational in the sense that eight people from very different backgrounds united by a goal come together and and do the thing that they meant to do and have a plan that is kind of fully articulated and fully kind of anticipatory and 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 they get away with it and i think that that's an important important message to send and an important reminder to send that you know it is possible for us to come together and 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 do something no, that's great. I love it, I, and I'm. Uh, I can tell right now we're going to have to wrap soon, and I, I know we're just we're barely scratching the surface. Ariella, maybe you can give us a, a last thought or two um, on in the film. Dwayne and his wife. I can't remember his wife's name, but he talks Katie. about Katie. Dwayne and Katie. They they they've lost their home, and I couldn't help but thinking throughout the film as I watched, how would I behave? What would I have done? Would I have backed away? Would I have? come up with another plan that we there's layers in the film and and so on and those questions of ethics and so on what about my family and so on but if I'd fundamentally lost my home not just the house not just the structure and I wonder if that's to 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 um the the point of just the sense of community and so on if if that's the greater kind of good here have we kind of all lost our way are we all trying to get back home because just yeah I just thought that was a lovely thought for me anyway on, on the drive home. Yeah, I think I think you said it. <laughs> I think that's the the closing thought that we, you know, the collective is also community and getting back to a support system within each other um, is the only way forward. A support system within each other and the only way forward. That's uh, that's a soundbite. Thank you so much uh, for joining me here today at the Toronto International Film Festival. The film is How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Check it out online. And it's been a pleasure having you guys on the show with me here today. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much.